Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. We are doing a three-part series with the three amigos, and this is number three. What are the risks to the 2022 housing market? How you doing, Dion? Howdy, I'm doing great. You just listed off a number, bunch of threes, and former law enforcement, the rule of threes is always a gunfight. Three rounds, oh. three seconds, three feet. So my brain went to a different place, but I'm doing great, ready for round three. I am more frightened right now than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm doing awesome and thankfully well armed. <laughs> Man, this is a, this, we're just talking about guns and bullets and stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some guns. Anyways, guys, I want to talk about the risk of the housing market, uh, really to the economy and the housing market, because I think there are some doozies out there. Um, I'll actually go last this time instead of going first, because I think the risks are pretty clear to understand. Uh, so we'll go to Dion first. What, what's, what's the first risk you see out there? Cool. I'm actually looking forward to this video because I want to find out what risks you guys see coming. Because some of the same risks that most new investors think are a risk, to me, were never a concern. Yeah. The risk is how long, you know, if we have a, a unit sitting vacant for how long, yeah. how, how many months of rent can we miss? And it was like, no, nah, there, there might be a chance you have to lower rent until you get somebody. That's the risk. Or the, the main risk of most new investors, what if property prices drop? I, I think like most investors, we would be excited. Yes. Like, yeah. Even though we own assets, we would love to find a fire sale and go shopping. So my concern is what could happen that would impact rents. Mm. And as affordability comes down and interest rates go up, that's less buyers creating more tenants. So I don't see it, but I'm curious if people watching can leave a comment below. What do you think could cause rents to come down? Okay. All right. We'll leave, I, I have an answer to that, but we'll see what uh, folks say in the comments below. <laughs> what's, what's one of the first risks you have, Matt? Um, I think, you know, so as we kind of went through the portfolio, which is significantly larger than it was two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so in going through that, we want to make sure that we're properly capitalized. We want to make sure that we've kind of, you know, crossed the T's, dotted the I's, make sure that we're, we're in good shape. I think the biggest risk is going to be people, tenants, mm -hmm that were bailed out over the last two years with funds, those no longer being available to them and them going, well, but I came back for it last time, not available anymore. Oh no, I was kind of counting on that. Lots of tenants aren't particularly great financial planners, many of them. And so the biggest issue that you have is I've actually seen more people apply for assistance now yeah, than they did too. through the entire pandemic. Me too through the entire thing, through 2020 and 2021, more people in the last 60 days have applied for assistance. And it's because they got high on the supply. They were living me vita loca, enjoying themselves, doing some work, sure, but spending out the wazoo. The number of new temporary tags yeah. I saw in my driveways last year yeah. was enough to make a car salesman blush. 
it was a lot of new cars and a lot of new cars to those folks. Yeah. So everybody took the opportunity to spend time upgrading a lot of the things around them. So I believe one of the biggest risks is the fact that these programs are going to be gone and that people are going to be stuck and they're going to be getting evicted. Well, yeah, they, they've been conditioned to take the Correct. free money. And they, they didn't adjust their spending. In fact, their spending right. went up. I it mean, went up. It went up significantly. Like the number of shopping trips, the number of the amount of eating out. I mean, I, so I don't know if any of my tenants watch me here. So I am connected with a number of them through Snapchat. They have lived an awesome life the last 18 months. Yeah. They it's, really Your have. landlord's on your Snapchat. That's not good. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not. That nothing good can come of that. So let the yeah. blocking begin. Yeah, don't, but don't do, yeah, don't do nothing that. good can really come of that. And but I've seen it. I've seen the lifestyle creep, and it wasn't a little bit. It wasn't a little. It was a lot. It was, you know, this one girl Ashley and I we talk about, and this one girl has probably gone on since January first. She's done three flight trips, three times. She's got on a plane to go somewhere for between three and four days. And she, there's not a Friday or Saturday night that she's not out at a really nice restaurant. Yeah. Uh, it's um, free money. I mean, this is all stuff that is known. Free money is not respected. It is no. taken. And when you helicopter money, you get free spending, you get inflation. And unfortunately, you get people that are addicted to it. And then they're going to be all aghast and all shocked. Oh, you're not bailing me out. I'm going to lose my home. Or the... Where's the $5,000, the $10,000 you were given that you should have saved instead of spent on your three vacations? One of my good buddy's brothers owns a repo company. Yeah, well, they're going to be busy. He's already getting busy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it was nice to have the car for the year that I had it. Yeah, there you he's go. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So the biggest thing that I'm afraid of, and I frankly don't know how we avoid it. But the question is, which one do we get? And that is a Fed created market accident. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this keeps me up a little bit because they either go too fast or they go too slow or they get lucky. <laughs> I mean, those are the three options. If we go too fast, we run headlong into a steel barricade and the economy crumbles. Not a recession, a deep, dark recession. We go too slow, we not only get inflation, which we have, we get wage inflation, which becomes entrenched, which we then have the 70s, and we've got four, five years of inflation. Those two are the most likely. And then there's the get lucky part. Could they get lucky and land this plane on one wheel? Or was it, uh, what was that airline pilot that landed in the water, lucky or whatever his name was? That could happen. They could get lucky. But the, a Fed accident scares me. I'm a little bit, I, I suspect that any outcome of a Fed accident really impacts 2023. But we could see the accident in 2022. What do you think of that, Dion? Yeah, so the Fed stuff is above my head. And, and I think I end up either playing reactionary or listening to you <laughs> instead of having like my own opinions on that. I, I think the biggest risk that we have going on might not affect exactly how I invest or somehow you guys invest most of the time, mm -hmm. but I think flippers with what's going on with interest rates, they, their projects are at risk 
And then there's another strategy that I, I haven't done yet, but I, I have a, an auto search set up for it. I've got the funds for it. I was going to do a burr. I've been, I've got been looking for a burr for probably six months as that amount increased for me to use my own capital for it. I was looking at doing that, but look what interest rates would have done if I started a burr in January right now, the exit would be, I'm just going to leave all my money in there. Yeah. This is, I've been telling people, Burr, it's an advanced strategy. It's, it's, it, the, 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 every time, anytime in real estate investing, you get something that is sold as the new sexy widget. Red flag, red flag. So you think yeah. people just started flipping houses in the last four years? Yeah. That's I mean, like, no. Any, what's another risk either of you want to talk about for the year? The thing I mentioned in the first video would be some form of nationwide rent control. Yeah, it's a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I have that, again, I think we all realize is out there uh, is World War III. Yeah. I mean, it's something we at least got to put on the table, right? Uh, the, skirt, yeah. the, the activities going on in Europe are not good. Nobody here blesses them. It's all bad, all bad. The fact is it could get worse. Yep. You invade one NATO country, brings all of NATO then you get the you know people other very big countries picking sides. I again, I'm not calling it. I don't. I certainly don't think it's in my base case. But if you're going to really want to talk about risks, you have to at least acknowledge World War III is a risk we should at least put on the table. I would think it's single digits, but it's on the table. Yeah, it's on the. It's on I the mean, table. and you look at how things are lining up. It's Russia and China against everybody else. And they've got some pretty, they got a pretty good shot. They control a lot of supply chain. Yeah, th that would be mutual assured destruction. That's, yep. yeah. Very much so. God. I think, I think the other, I think the other risk is um, significant unemployment, like 15%, 12%. And at the end of the day, that's not to be clear. I'm not worried about that number because it blows up my business. I'm worried about that number because of the number of people that it affects and the fact that I can't let them stay for free yeah. and that I can find somebody that will take the spot. If it has to be discounted, like whatever, like, you know, landlords aren't dumb. Yeah. You know, they can sit there and they can say, well, I'm not sticking to my 22 and that's the way it has to be. When I got eight people that it will pay 18, maybe I squeak 19, then they're still making enough. They're still making their not no problem. That's the issue that I see is that landlords do have to understand. I don't care. Like the lease is what is what governs our arrangement. Mm -hmm. But if unemployment all of a sudden goes to 15% and somebody contacts me and says, Hey, listen, lost my job. Good news. Got another one, but it pays me a lot less. If you're a good tenant, I'm probably going to work with you. I did yeah. it. I did it during the, everything else that happened in the last two years. I'm probably going to work with you. Yeah, no, I did it a lot, right? Because this is my first pandemic. I worked with a lot of people. I, I, I think we ended up forgiving, not government paid. Like we forgave almost fifty grand in rent. Yeah, uh, that first year. Because again, we forgave it before the Fed, before the government programs came out. Because I don't have any faith in the government, so I, I did the right things where we could. So, yeah, uh, yeah, unemployment going to double digits is a, is a fear. I don't see it. It's really I don't see it going to double, but I see it doubling. Right. It's yeah, three, six. It, it's yeah, going to go to six, six or seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Six or seven percent is not going to be hard to get to. No. Yeah. But, but I think, it, I think it can go double digits if just we go, you know, thinking about how big the mortgage industry and how fat the mortgage industry got. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that they're between now and the end of June, I think there's 20,000 more 
you know, originators that actually get out, that, that get unemployed. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a lot of agents, you know, that sold five, seven, nine houses last year, and they've yeah. done one this year yeah, or two this year. Yeah. Uh, so I think that yeah. whole industry that's been puffed up for a real long time and a lot of easy money. And if you can fog a mirror, you can do those jobs. Yeah. Now, granted, there's some people that are great at it, obviously, but there's plenty of people that just got in because it was the job to have. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's going to be the same thing on the construction side. I think yeah. It's going to be exactly the same thing. So I think that we start to peel away at it. And that's where I think we probably get to double digit. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's yeah. something to be considered, you know, something to consider. You got one more risk, Dion? Well, I like that we did facts, questions, and risks with real estate. And we're already three videos into this and never once did it cross any of our minds that Elon buying Twitter was going to have any impact whatsoever <laughs> on our path to financial freedom. So I'm glad we're in a community where that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, true, yes, story. true story. So the, the final risk I'll close out with, and it's really because of California and all the assembly bills running around, but I have to imagine they're across all 50 states, is local governments doing, local governments inter, interrupting free market capitalism. We saw this in Portland, Oregon. We're seeing it right now in LA County. The California Assembly is looking at several bills that would um, punish landlords and take away almost some free property rights. And that's going to mess. If, if anything that happens first, hopefully it'll be unconstitutional. But again, as we've learned, that takes a couple of years. Um, but yeah, the government can get involved in the government could have good intentions yeah. implemented badly that have horrible outcomes. And, you know, one of the things that Portland has already proven, right? You want to go attack landlords for affordable housing, they will sell them and you will have less affordable housing. LA County is doing it right now. I imagine LA County sometime next year will report that they lost 10, 20, 30,000 rental units. I agree. You're going to get what you get. Uh, but so I, I, I think there's a lot of risks, certainly in California, probably more than other states, but I have to imagine all the other 49 states have some local risks uh, that can come in. Uh, so again, lots of, lots of risks out there. Uh, as a real estate investor, I'm excited by what's coming. As an owner-occupant, man, tough time. Uh, I get it. Affordability, interest rates, all those things, a recession coming. Uh, but guys, uh, thank you very much for doing this. Matt, how can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram. And one final point to that, Mike, Portland was just named the worst city to do real estate investing in. I saw that. I That's saw that. Great article. article. I was like, <laughs> oh my word, I'd never go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, actually no. headed there for a conference on the 13th and 14th. <laughs> so if you're in the area, come by to the Northwest Expo. I'm the keynote speaker. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be de-invited. What I meant was that's an excellent event and I'm sure people need to go there to understand how yeah. to be a landlord in that area. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, buy at I the think bottom. it's a bit worse. Sorry, Mike, Mike, go ahead. I was just going to say buy at the bottom. Never mind. <laughs> no, I think it's, a, it, it's worse in other areas too. I mean, as bad as Portland getting voted in Seattle in the last couple of years, they've instituted a form of rent control where if in six months you do any kind of rent increase, tenants don't like it, you have to pay to relocate them. So it's a form of rent control. And Seattle lost 3,000 units of rentals in the last year. This is just, it's, it's a series of dominoes, you freaking local politicians. And now Fix we the have the problem. Build some homes.
Right. And now we have a democratic socialist in Seattle calling for a $30 an hour minimum wage. So that's going to end awesomely. Yes. I expect it will go quite well. <laughs> How can they find you, big guy? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Thank you. Thank you.